Whether you like it or not, the sad truth is that crime actually does pay sometimes. In fact, sometimes it pays a lot <laughs> of your of your money, unfortunately. That's that's who's fronting the bill for that one. Uh, when a cyber criminal comes along and steals your entire house, they usually get away with the value of your home uh, equity. And that's a lot. That can be thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you don't even know what's going on until it's far too late. In fact, because of the way home title theft works, you could be a victim and not even know it. And so when these cyber thieves come in and they grab your home's title and they act as if you've sold your home to them, well, you know, some bank doesn't even know. I mean, they see it on paper. It looks legit. They are able to take out loans and get hundreds of thousands of dollars in your equity potentially without you even realizing it. And then you're stuck with a bill. You're stuck with unwinding all the legal nonsense around it. Don't let that happen to you. Protect your most valuable asset and register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't even know it yet. Uh, you'll get a complete title history of your home, a $100 value, free at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Big show today. Uh, it starts in just seconds. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I'm really glad that you've tuned in today. I, I don't know about you. I followed the video uh, from Australia this weekend, and to me, it looked like Birmingham 1965. Um, you disagree with me with that, Stu? Did you see that video? It just looked horrible for the police. It's just hard to believe. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. It's now, real. I went and tried to find stories on what was happening and the <laughs> the people over in Australia are saying that those weren't really construction workers they were neo-nazis dressed as construction workers I don't know where all these neo-nazis are hanging out um, but apparently there's a lot of them I can't make heads or tails because I read the stories and it doesn't match the video what's really going on in 30 minutes, we're going to Australia. Somebody who is there, and they'll tell us exactly what was going on. Um, and we're living in an upside-down world. I want to give you an update of where we are and where we're going. Important information begins in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me take a, just a minute here. Tell you about uh, tell you about Mark and his experience with Relief Factor. Mark is seventy two. He's an ex athlete, my favorite kind of athlete to be actually an ex athlete. Back in the nineties, uh, Mark had to have an ankle fusion surgery because of an injury, and had been giving him pain ever since. But not long ago, Mark heard me talking about Relief Factor. Decided I'll give it a try. He began taking it. Saw a huge difference. He says almost immediately. Now he's like I am, takes it religiously, and uh, he's really happy about the way it makes him feel. He decided to buy some for a friend who's in a similar situation. 
Mark got his life back. I don't know about his friend yet. We'll wait for the story about his friend. I've been there, minus the athlete part, um, but I got my life back as well. Relief Factor. It's not a drug developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. Mark, make sure you let me know about your friend. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. It's ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. All right, I want to just go over uh, a couple of things. There was a letter that went out last week, uh, Friday, signed by more than 40 trade associations and is calling on Congress to reject the proposal that will allow the IRS to track all bank transactions over $600 under the Biden plan. This is weaponizing the IRS. The Biden administration is beefing the IRS auditing up, expanding the agency's funding by dramatic leaps and bounds and also increasing their power. They are now proposing that uh, banks would be required to turn to the international, uh, the uh, internal revenue service, all bank account information for accounts holding $600 or more. Now Biden says this is to go after the rich to make sure that the rich pay their taxes. I'm pretty sure the rich have more than $600 in their bank account. Um, And I'm pretty sure a lot of people in this audience that would not consider themselves rich have at least $600 in their bank account. Every time you would deposit your paycheck, assuming that you make more than $600 a month or every two weeks, you would be reported to the IRS. And all of the activity that you do with your money and your bank account will be monitored. So 40 trade associations, some represent entire industries or economic sectors, signed a letter to the U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy raising the alarm on this plan. The letter, which includes the support of several banking coalition, calls on Congress to reject the requirement saying it violates customer privacy and would create an incredibly expensive and elaborate reporting requirement for the banks. This is one, I believe, of their objectives. This is going to hit the community bank much harder than Citibank. Citibank has the money and the resources to hit any new federal requirement, but your local bank won't have that. So it will put pressure on your local bank to be able to even afford to do it, even if they didn't want to do it. If it's law, they'll have to. While the stated goal of this vast data collection is to uncover tax dodging by the wealthy, this proposal is not remotely targeted to that purpose or that population. In addition to the significant privacy concerns, it would create tremendous liability for all affected parties by requiring the collection of financial information for nearly every American without proper explanation of how the IRS will store, protect, and use this enormous trove of personal financial information. We believe that this is a program costly for all parties not fit for purpose and loaded with potential for unintended and serious negative consequences. 
It will target almost every American. <sighs> Republicans on the, the House Ways and Means Committee are scheduling a virtual roundtable Wednesday entitled The Weaponization of the IRS, Assorted History and uh, Need for Taxpayer Protections. Can the, could, could the GOP do more than a frickin' virtual roundtable? Do you really need to sit around a table and talk about this? Or can you act? Where is the GOP? So you know, if you're in a local bank and they haven't alerted you to this, you should call your local bank. If you are in a bank, uh, Citibank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, any of those big banks, I would not be doing business with them myself personally because they are benefiting from this private-public partnership with the government like nobody's business. They are also part of the ESG nightmare that is coming your way. I saw uh, FNB Community Bank. This is a bank in uh, Oklahoma. They put a consumer alert out. says, join us in telling Congress the proposed IRS bank account profiling is intrusive and indiscriminate for our customers. They explain it and then put a link there saying, here's how you contact Congress right away. You should do that and you should move your money to a bank that is doing that. You need to have your money in a local bank. It is critically important. Uh, also, Bloomberg is reporting inflation and supply shortages mean a return of empty shelves and panic buying. Please do not panic buy. Please get yourself uh, prepared for food shortages. I, in my lifetime, I have only seen empty shelves in America at big, huge winter storms when everybody freaks out and hurricanes and things like that. That's when I'll see empty store shelves. Other than that, I've never seen them in America. You're starting to see shelves now that are looking an awful lot like the shelves in the former Soviet Union. If you're my age, you remember what those looked like. They had lines for toilet paper, lines for meat. Those things are coming this way. And don't believe that it is all about coronavirus. It isn't. You are being ushered into a new normal. I talked about this on last Wednesday, Wednesday night special. This is the new normal that is coming your way. Supply lines are struggling as producers such as Vietnam, responsible for making everything from sneakers to coffee, are hurt by COVID restrictions. It's not just the COVID restrictions. It's the fact that the United States government is paying people more money than they can make for working. So people at the docks, truckers, all these people who are choosing to stay home and take money from the government instead of going to work are the ones that are really hurting us. And just so you know, if you are one of those people, I understand the temptation. I do. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. You are changing the country you're changing our work ethic you're changing absolutely everything about us please 
Go back to work. Also, Biden has now finalized the move to phase out potent greenhouse gases that are used in refrigeration and air conditioning. Headed for a new world, gang. 2022 National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, now contains a provision allowing military courts to issue orders restraining military personnel from possessing, receiving, or otherwise accessing a firearm. This is now in um, the 2022 National Defense Authorization Act. This is one reason why the Pentagon was told to root out all of the really crazy people, root out the dangerous people in our military. Really? This is to set in your mind the fact that our military has a lot of crazy people in it. Because once you believe that, it's just filled with extremists. Once you believe that, you will support their guns being taken away from them because they're a danger to us. One other thing I should point out, the approval of the U.S. Supreme Court. Two years ago, it was 58%. 58% of Americans approved of the Supreme Court. Today, that number stands at 37%. 37 percent now agree and and feel comfortable with the Supreme Court. That's a real problem to have the approval of the Supreme Court down that low. Why all of a sudden? So, you know, 20 percent say it's too conservative. 37 percent say it is uh, uh, too liberal. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Too liberal is 20%. Too conservative is 37%. And the Supreme Court approval rating overall is at 40%. That's not good. That's not good. That will allow them, again, these seeds are being planted by whom? This is allowing them to be able to change the makeup of the Supreme Court. It is coming. One other story that I'm going to leave without comment for now. FBI agents are questioning now Afghan rescue groups. I'm going to read this um, from Politico. The FBI has been reaching out to members of veterans groups working to evacuate American citizens and at-risk Afghans and inquiring about their activities, in at least one case, visiting a group leader at his home. Agents have visited, emailed, and called members of Task Force Pineapple and Task Force Dunkirk, two of the prominent organizations and other groups with a host of queries. The Bureau has asked groups about financial records to provide manifest and to make sure no federal laws are being violated. 
according to eight group members and congressional aides familiar with the moves. In one instance, agency officials showed up at the home of Scott Mann, founder of Task Force Pineapple, who has been on this program. Uh, such visit is normal for the FBI, and the group fully cooperated. Some of the people described the outreach as nothing out of the ordinary and part of the growing public-private partnership on evacuations. In my mind, the FBI was trying to be helpful, not intimidating, said a person familiar with the outreach. Others saw it differently. Anytime you get visited by the FBI or contacted by an entity like that, it is concerning, said one person affiliated with the groups who, uh, like others, spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss a sensitive topic. That's interesting. I would have said five years ago, ten years ago, of course, the FBI should be visiting all of us. Now I'm not so sure. FBI spokesperson declined to comment. After Kabul fell in mid-August, dozens of volunteer groups made up for former U.S. special operators, aid workers, intelligence officers, and congressional staffers and others with experience in Afghanistan cropped up uh, to help with the evacuation effort. Some of the members launched missions to shepherd evacuees to safety, while others coordinated meetup points at the airport from afar over WhatsApp and other messaging apps. Since the American military operation officially ended August 31st, the groups have continued their evacuation group, uh, their evacuation uh, work. The Biden administration has taken heat for the withdrawal and chaotic scenes around uh, Hamid Karzai International as desperate people tried to flee the country. Some of the groups and individuals working on evacuation efforts are wading into potentially muddy legal waters. For instance, hiring for-profit contractors for security and escort services. We're not doing that, by the way. Eric Prince, a former Navy SEAL officer and founder of a private military company, Blackwater, offered people seats on a chartered plane out of Kabul for $6,500 per person. Again, we're not doing that. The FBI initially reached out to Task Force Pineapple when it recorded a substantial increase in the amount of money in associated 501c3 nonprofit bank account. Uh, they believe the FBI was notified, not, notified when the bank filed suspicious activity reports due to the change. Kind of like the $600 thing. But other veterans groups are not doing the right thing, said the FBI. We've heard of groups that are soliciting money on false claims about their efforts. Uh, and we've heard of groups that are taking actions which undermine the legitimacy of other groups. We've heard that as well. Others said the calls were not welcome. One congressional source familiar with the call said FBI uh, officials intended to spook members. Another said the calls were designed to intimidate. One person with a, familiar with the call said the FBI doesn't want groups offering bribes or paying the Taliban to evacuate people from Afghanistan. We don't do that either, as those practices raise human trafficking concerns. Further, this congressional person said one of the groups that received a call was Glenn Beck's Nazarene Fund. Beck has brought attention to his organization's activities, praising Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan on Twitter for acting on his willingness to assist. Uh, to assist. The Nazarene Fund didn't respond to a request for comment. We will continue that at this time. Back in a minute. 
American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Wesley recently wrote in to talk about his experience with American Financing. He says, I was able to lock into a great rate thanks to the guidance I got from my mortgage consultant. He was so helpful, gave wise, sound advice. The process was incredibly easy, and we closed in less than a month. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Wesley, you're welcome. People like you are the reason I love working for American Financing so much. They get results. They're in it to help you, not to help the bank. They're a family-owned company. They've been around helping folks just like you for over 20 years. They take the time to get to know you, to know your goals, your budget, and then what you can do to get out of any outstanding debts and pay them off. It's a 10-minute phone call to get started. And I know that may seem like a big chunk of time to carve out of your day, but when you consider you could be saving hundreds a month, it's really not. And listen to me, the, the price of a loan is going way up, and they're going to be harder to get very soon. Please call American Financing, 800-906-2440. We need you in the fight with all of the resources you can muster. American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. By the way, coming up in um, a few minutes, uh, I'm going to be uh, sharing something um, very, very important and personal. We'll get into that in a second. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me just let me let me just uh, tell you a little bit about what I mean by that. Um, we're going to go to Australia here in a second, so I don't want to get into it and then have to stop. Um, um, years ago, uh, ten years ago, this stopped, but there was about a five-year period, and I've I don't think I've ever said it this plainly, but I would tell you that I, I didn't get these things. I'm not smart enough to predict what's coming. And I was really bad at timing. And I believe those were all from promptings. And uh, I, used to, I used to be woken up every night, either at 1 a.m. or 3 a.m., and it was almost like taking dictation. And those stopped about 10 years ago. It started again Saturday, and uh, I, I believe that I was um, prompted to share a couple of things with you, and I will do that coming up in about 40 minutes. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, if we ever stood up all at the same time, they would hear us. You stop to think about that sometimes, if we all rose up at once and just said to the left, no more. You've come this far, no more, no more. Get the poison out of our culture, don't bring it back. Imagine what we could do if we would all stand together. Well, you can take a step in that direction by making the switch today at Patriot Mobile. No more. This is the nation's only Christian mobile company started by veterans. It's on the same towers as all the major carriers, so you get the same great service although it's half the cost. Patriot Mobile has affordable, customizable plans for any family, and they donate a portion of every single bill to conservative causes. They take some of their profit and put it to conservative causes, unlike big mobile companies who are often donating to things like Planned Parenthood. 
So stand up and stand together. Do it now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Don't miss everything on Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't know about you, but I've been trying to follow what's going on in Australia, and I can't get any of the news stories to match the video. Um, the... The news stories say that it was a bunch of neo-Nazis dressed as construction workers uh, and the police did no wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And that may be the story. However, the video I'm seeing, I am seeing a video of construction workers, you know, throwing bottles and everything else. But then I'm also seeing other videos where the police are just taking people off the streets and just beating them, you know, Birmingham style. It it's I don't know what the truth is. Avi Yemeni is the Australia bureau chief for the Rebel News, uh, a journalist in Australia that has been following this. Avi, welcome to the program. What the heck is happening? <laughs> I know it can sound very confusing. I think it's also confusing for Aussies that are here. But I, I, I for Rebel News, was in amongst it from the beginning and. I can tell you right now, there's no Nazis there. It was um, the media really wants you to believe that, and the unions want you to believe that. That's the narrative that makes it easy for them to avoid taking any responsibility. But essentially what happened in short is last week um, there was a mandate. There's, there's a mandate to be introduced um, for the construction industry. And uh, as you can imagine, there's a lot of union members which feel like it's their union's job to represent and fight for their rights. That's essentially the one thing they pay membership for. So they decided to go outside the union um, headquarters, the construction, the construction union headquarters, and to speak to the union boss. Now, it was, a, it was about nine hours outside that office, and the, they kept pushing off. The boss kept pushing off when he's going to come down and speak to his members until they gave an hour deadline. He'd said he was going to come down to talk to them. And suddenly um, news hits this crowd, which ended up being by that point about 2,000 members strong. Mostly 99% of them are construction workers, union labor voters, labor voters, which are like Democrats. Um, so certainly not far right Nazis, and um, uh, suddenly the news hits the crowd that the boss is actually on the radio, um, telling the audience, uh, telling the state that oh, it's just crazy far right uh, extremist anti-vaxxers outside, and he doesn't know what they want from him. So obviously that didn't go down too well with the crowd, and that's where wow. the, the violence actually started now the, the videos you're seeing the next day and the following day um was an escalation by certainly by the police and you had once uh, the rest of the members had seen that so the next day you had probably 10 times that number roaming the street 
Um, there was certainly violence on both sides. But having said that, um, you know, the, the police escalated to a point where they essentially turned their counter-terrorism um, capabilities on the civilian population, on these uh, construction workers. In short, in summary, I think the government um, overstepped it and, and picked on an industry that um, until now they haven't done an industry that would fight back and did fight back immediately and is continuing to fight back until for the previous 18 months it's been, you know, 70-year-old grandmas that mm-hmm. have been pepper spraying in the face. And now um, now it's certainly a part of the population that won't take it lying down and uh, we can see how that that is working. We're seeing, those videos you're seeing is, is just capturing those moments and so I, police are, are certainly coming in very hard to anyone. I want to show the video while we continue to have our conversation. There was some uh, video that I saw last night of some people that were uh, just pulled off the streets uh, they, they were walking down the street one side and the police uh, come from across the street and just push this guy. Another one wings him down to the ground and they just start beating on him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, this is a this is a different one. But here's oh my God. Here's police beating on this guy. Play the other, play the other clip, please. Can you play the other clip? Um, hopefully. So they're stopping anyone that obviously looks like a, a yeah. construction worker. By myself, going for a walk, trying to get back to work. So, so you're here for a lawful reason? Lawful reasons, always. The cops with the guns, just one of them looks at me, just sprints across the road, and they just drop me, all like five of them on top of me, just smashing me, for no reason. So why'd that pull you up? Oh, just just for, just be, for being here, basically, yeah. Are you within your 10Ks? Yeah, and... I live in South Melbourne. I just walked here. My watch is still going. 4.2Ks. <laughs> Stop for a second. That's the guy who was beaten uh, down to the ground. You remember talking to him, Avi? The guy with the orange hat, yeah, by any chance? Okay. Uh, of course, he's a construction worker, and that's the story we're hearing from all these construction workers, is that they're, they're being targeted because essentially the government, when that... Uh, escalated outside the headquarters. The the government shut down the entire construction industry for what they said was going to be a snap two week um, lockdown for that industry. Um, and so basically, anyone walking around looking like a construction worker was fair game for the police. And there's been zero accountability. We've seen throughout this pandemic, the police um, are, are think they are above the law at the moment. Um, with their new emergency powers. So if you look like a suspect, they will beat you and ask questions later. How are the people in Australia reacting to this? Are they buying into the Nazi thing? I think for the first 24 hours, yes. The the government, the media, the uh, union certainly um, had the narrative uh, down pat. People believed it. Um, but to be fair, um, <laughs> when people saw the Rebel News story where we actually interviewed, you know, everybody in that crowd, we were walking around just interviewing it, and it became quite clear that they were union members. And the, ne- the very next day, they changed the way they spoke about the crowd, and suddenly they were talking about, um, you know, elements that were far right and far right provocateurs. I think that that was 
uh, probably uh, their way to blame me for this, <laughs> for their issues. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, um, it, it very much was an organic um, explosion of outrage um, that they brought onto themselves and they have no one but themselves to blame. And I think uh, the, the government misjudged it. It was, it was uh, you know, they got away with it for, for 18 months in, in Melbourne. We've been in lockdown. We are the most lockdown city in the world, most lockdown with the harshest restrictions. And people have complied. But now they've taken on an industry which, you know, these are people that live paycheck to paycheck. Take away that paycheck, um, you've given them no other choice but to stand up and, and fight for it. So, so uh, what, what is coming towards uh, Australia? Uh, common sense and uh, a reversal of these things or chaos? Um, yeah, it's a it's a tough question. You know what the last uh, the last week certainly indicates chaos is coming, and uh, I'm hoping at the end of it, whether it's chaos or or it settles straight away, I'm hoping common sense is what does prevail. I saw the um, the video of the police running into the city park, firing into the backs of people. You know, rubber bullets but they were still firing rubber bullets into the backs of people as they were running away from the police. I don't think I've ever seen that. (laughs) Listen, I've been in war zones and some of the stuff I'm seeing here in Melbourne, um, I I just cannot believe my eyes. I was covering a, a, a peaceful march of those construction workers and they were literally walking, you know, probably a thousand strong walking, um, peacefully marching, you know, chanting. And out of nowhere, these armoured, you know, vehicles that you see at the front lines of a battlefield suddenly confront them and counter-terrorism police run out of the vehicle and start firing indiscriminately into the crowd and firing tear gas, throwing tear gas canisters. It's just, it's, it's incredible. And to think that, you know, all these uh, tools that they've been given over the last few years in the name of, uh, you know, counter-terrorism is now being used on the people, the people that funded it to protect themselves through their taxes. Um, it, it's scary and it makes you think all the things that they're passing now um, under the guise of public health, what is it going to be used for next? Just like they, they're using, they're misusing and abusing counter-terrorism things. It's, it's, it's an eye-opener and people need to wake up. From Rebel News in Australia, Avi Yemeni. Uh, Avi, thank you so much. Please stay in touch with us because we can't, we can't make heads or tails from it here. Anytime, mate. Thanks thank you. Me. You bet. Rebel News. You can follow Rebel News rebelnews.com.au for Australia. Okay, our sponsor this half hour is Rough Greens. If you're feeding your dog kibble food, there is something you ought to know. It's dead food. Sad but true. Dry kibble has to be shelf-stable for literally two years. So the makers have to do everything to cook everything out of it that's possibly alive. That means your dog isn't getting all the nutrients that they need for a happier, healthier life. 
you need things uh, that are alive. I mean, probiotics is one of them, and probiotics is in Rough Greens, by the way. I discovered Rough Greens a couple of years ago. wanted to give it a try with my dog, Uno. He is a finicky old German shepherd who loves, loves to torture us at dinnertime and at breakfast time. Unless you stood there the whole time, just absolutely still and watched him and didn't move, he wouldn't eat. Everything changed once we put rough greens on it, onto his food. He's been wolfing his food down ever since. His energy has been through the roof, which is not bad for an old dog. But don't take my word for it. Try it. Get a free bag of rough greens for your dog to try out just for like the first couple of times. So you have enough there to, yeah, I mean, if you have a small dog. If you have a small dog, you have enough for probably a couple of weeks, um, but you just sprinkle it on the food just to make sure that um, they will eat it. They don't want you paying for anything if your dog's not going to eat it. Once you know your dog's going to eat it, get a full bag of Rough Greens at roughgreens.com slash back <clears throat> and feed it to your dog and wait and watch the results. A couple of months into it, you won't believe the difference in your dog. At least the same with my dog and Stu's dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 833-GLEN-33. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a couple of things that uh, I want to share with you. Uh, first of all, we're going to have... Um, uh, Rudy Atala on with us. He is the guy who is is really running this operation for the Nazarene Fund uh, overseas. He's a remarkable man, absolutely remarkable. He's been working twenty two hours a day. Uh, he won't. He won't. I shouldn't. He's going to be mad if if I would say this, but I think you should know. He won't take any money for it. He's like, this is my service. This is a mission. His his family escaped from Lebanon as persecuted Christians and uh, they got out to safety and he literally just can't sleep knowing that other people are going through what his, he and his family went through and he's working tirelessly and he really is the Oscar Schindler of our day. What he's doing for the Nazarene fund is truly remarkable. Um, he's going to be on with us. Uh, I want to get an update from him uh, on what we what we can talk about i know that uh well i'll let him talk about it we had a hairy hairy situation happen this weekend um that uh is i mean the the taliban is back the taliban is back um but we'll also have him hopefully comment on that politico story uh where the fbi is coming and meeting with everybody so my understanding the taliban was a uh, new and reformed and was actually helping people now. Um, they're they're the good guys. They're actually a, a wonderful security force, which made just one mistake uh, while while uh, doing it was sort of a large mistake. Uh, what but was the what was the one mistake that they made? In, I, I do remember them allowing um, suicide bombers uh, to. Oh, that was the yeah, mistake. Well, that was because the Taliban uh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. was providing security for yeah, for, for that. If right. you remember, you know what's uh, weird is. All of those people that were providing security at the gate, mm -hmm. um, they all like must have gone to the bathroom when that when that bomb went off because none of them were killed. Wow, that's yeah. You know, you didn't you didn't hear calls. that anywhere, did you? <laughs> you know, well, yeah, you didn't hear no, that. No, no, it's weird. No. It's weird how that just didn't make it anywhere. But uh, yeah, they were all. None of them were killed. None Very, of them fortunate. Were killed. Very, Very fortunate. fortunate. Very fortunate. Very fortunate. Especially since. 
it was an ISIS bombing, and the ISIS hates the Taliban. Oh, yeah. So there's no... I mean, they must have been really disappointed because I'm sure that's who they were targeting. And they were like, oh, shoot. Mm. No Taliban victims. Ah, maybe next time. I, I don't know how long this can go on where we pretend as if uh, the Taliban oh, is going to. We're, we're, we're in pretend city. Have you heard the latest? Democrats now are claiming that they were the ones fighting for schools to be reopened. And it was the Republicans that wanted the schools to remain closed. In, in the United States? <laughs> in the United States. At this time around. I want to be very specific. In, Just recently. Like COVID-19. Uh-huh. COVID-19. Mm-hmm. The Democrats, the were, Democrats the one opening... were the ones that were fighting to open all of the schools. Mm. And it was the Republican. We are in fairy tale city. I mean, honestly, do do. Do people believe this stuff? Is that how stupid we are? Do I don't they know? I don't know. If I don't know either. I, I I feel you know I feel like they do a lot of them. <laughs> you know, and I it makes I me feel want that to just kind of unplug the country and give up. Is yeah. what it makes me feel like doing. Yeah, don't do not that. Not the right choice. Not the right it, choice. It, it beats you down because like how can anyone believe that? Did we? Did anyone pay attention for the last year? Has anyone paid attention to anything for the last year? That's like. I, it's just saying I mean, up it, is down. It's not a, an inside out. Mm. Uh, that's weird. Uh, almost like you don't recognize your country. It. I mean, it wasn't a small story either. This is the Glenn Beck Program.